0: It's 930 in 716.
2: The race to replace comes to a screeching halt.
3: As of last Monday, uh, Mr. Collins was fully prepared to work with party officials to substitute himself from the ballot.
1: This was certainly not the hand that the Republican chairs wanted to have dealt with. It's what they're dealt. Uh, So the fact of the matter is he will remain on the ballot in
4: November
5: and it's going to be an issue. I just know no one's above the law and the voters will have an opportunity to be heard on that issue.
0: Well, we are always rooting against Team Collins, as I said. It's just not just him, it's a system that propped this man up.
2: I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. So many voices on the NY27 race to replace that... Well, is no more. Chris Collins will remain on the November ballot despite previously suspending his campaign amid an insider trading indictment. The announcement by Erie County GOP Chairman Nick Langworthy Monday, live on WBEN, throws the race for the Western New York seat further into turmoil. There was no immediate comment from Collins, and it wasn't immediately clear whether he would actively campaign or not. Collins suspended his campaign in August after he was charged with illegally using inside information about a biotech company to help his son avoid hundreds of thousands of dollars in losses. Collins has pleaded not guilty and vowed to fight those charges. Republicans were looking to strip the three-term conservative lawmakers' name from the ballot. The Democratic candidate is Nathan McMurray. Uh,
3: Today, uh, I formally learned that we no longer have Congressman Collins' cooperation in our efforts to substitute him from the ballot.
2: Langworthy began explaining the end of the race to replace and the beginning of the race to win shortly after noon, Monday, live on WBEN.
3: This is... The culmination of six weeks of legal research, hard work, a lot of decision making, um, you know, eight counties of Republican really digging into an unprecedented situation that comes with no playbook. Uh, we were truly in uncharted waters. Uh, we have a crystal clear way to replace Congressman Collins on the ballot, but it is the sole decision of he and his legal team uh, at this point to not take that option. Um, that they will uh, keep congressman collins on the ballot uh, for this election through election day so um, this is obviously not um, something that we were expecting um, as uh, i think uh, dave graber's interview with channel four made it clear as of last monday Uh, Mr. Collins was fully prepared to work with party officials to substitute himself from the ballot so we had no reason to expect um, this which uh, you know you can't help but feel a little bit like a a jilted groom at the altar here as we get to the week where we are you know planning to make a substitution uh, for this not to be the case at this point. Uh, so we are very surprised, um, but Congressman Collins uh, will appear on the ballot. Uh, he has made that decision with his legal team. At his legal team's urging, um, we maintain that you know we we definitely had uh, a, a crystal clear avenue to replace Congressman Collins on the ballot, but it's no longer in the best interests of his. Um, legal team and legal defense is what I am told is the reason that he has chosen uh to remain on the ballot at this time um you know this this comes as a disappointment to republican leaders uh uh, myself along with others across this district which we thought it would be better to offer voters a choice of a candidate that did not face the distractions of a legal defense at this time. Um, you know, I believe in, you know, Congressman Collins has uh, um, owed his day in court, which will come at some point next year, uh, but um, in, in, it made sense at the time of him suspending his campaign to go focus on that legal defense rather than to face a tough uphill campaign.
2: Now, at the same time Langworthy was speaking at GOP headquarters, Democratic congressional candidate McMurray was reacting to word that his opponent would actually be who he was battling all along.
0: Well, we are always against Team Collins, as I said. It's just not just him. It's a system that propped this man up, that celebrated him. They knew his faults. I've talked to you about it before. We knew who this man was. That's why there was such opposition to him before. But nonetheless, they said, we're going to endorse him anyway we're going to believe in this man anyway so we're fighting against corruption and that corruption is top-down and it's a team of people who said this man is our standard bearer and we need to fight that and the people of western new york need to understand that the people involved in that team believed that they could force this man upon you and i think people are going to realize that we're the guys on the team my people the volunteers that are on our side We're there from the get-go saying, we can do better than this. We need a representative that listens, that will respond to you, and actually vote in a way that protects your interests. We have laws for a purpose in this country. We're a country of laws. You can't break those laws. If you break those laws, there's consequences. Mr. Collins is learning about that, and that team that supported him is also learning about that.
2: Lots of reaction poured in following the Collins Stays News. Well, the
4: ballot's been set, and uh, this is part of the process.
2: I was with Congressman Brian Higgins at an event Monday.
4: The Republican Party nominated uh, Chris Collins, and he appears to be staying on the line through November. Uh, Democrats have a very energetic candidate, Nate McMurray, supervisor in a very conservative uh, town in uh, western New York. He's done some very good things there. Uh, the national Democratic chair is in in uh, Western New York today, uh, stumping for Nate McMurray. I think he'll have the financial support he needs, and uh, this is what elections are about.
2: Do you think this is the way, I mean, is this the way you thought it would go, wanted it to go?
4: Well, I think there was pretty clear speculation that there was an effort to get uh, 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 Chris Collins off the ballot and it seemed as though he was cooperating but something seems to have occurred in the last several days Uh, that put an end to that and uh, they can't get him off the ballot unless he's willing to come off the ballot Uh, so the fact of the matter is he will remain on the ballot in november and it's going to be an issue obviously
2: so you're in congress you deal with this every day how do you go to washington as a sitting member of congress in this scenario, how do you go about your daily business and, and do what needs to be done for the people in your district?
4: Well, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, uh, he doesn't have committee assignments anymore, and uh, uh, obviously this will not be adjudicated before the November election, so that's not going to change. So uh, it appears as though from here on out through the end of the the, 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 the calendar year, uh, that Chris Collins will still be in Congress. Uh, but he will be on the ballot in November, and that's uh, there's nothing they can do about that, the party. Uh, the local Republican Party or the National Republican Congressional Campaign Committee, without his cooperation. So whatever occurred in those discussions, uh, whether it's a legal strategy or a political strategy, uh, I don't know. And uh, as uh, I heard briefly, uh, the chairman of the Republican Party, Nick Langworthy, says he has to respect uh, Chris Collins's decision.
2: Setting aside Republicans, Democrats, Independents, whatever party might be, I mean. You, this kind of is is one of the reasons the public has a bad taste for politics and politicians.
4: Yeah, for good reason and with justification. It's on both sides. You know, uh, certainly the you know the most uh, the most uh, uh, publicized problems are with Republican members of Congress, but Democratic members of Congress also have. Uh, experience similar things, and you're right. It contributes uh, to the negative view that people have about the institution of Congress generally, and that's that's a, a bad thing. Uh, it's not the only reason that Congress has low approval ratings, but uh, certainly it's a contributing factor to it. Uh, and it's unfortunate because you know the the institution of Congress, historically, uh, in terms of constitutional powers, is the most powerful branch of government. Uh, to to tax and spend to make laws, and the administration enforces laws. The executive branch enforces laws, and I think, of late, uh, Congress has been marginalized in in a lot of ways. And I I just think I, I wish it would just get back to its traditional role. Uh, They call that in congressional parlance uh, regular order, but it basically means empowering the members, empowering the committees to do what it is they were set up to do. And I think too much power, both on the Republican side and the Democratic side, uh, has been centralized under one leader, and that's not good for the process.
5: Well, obviously no one should be above the law.
4: Senator
2: Kirsten Gillibrand was at the same event and spoke with me briefly on The Big Collins News.
5: And I think uh, what the allegations are are very serious. Um, I worked hard to pass the Stock Act, which banned insider trading by members of Congress. And I think that was highly relevant for this investigation and for the allegations that the government put forward against the Congressman. Are you
2: surprised by this move or is this kind of what you expected would happen?
5: In terms of him staying on the ballot, um, I don't know his motivations. I just know no one's above the law, and the voters will have an opportunity to be heard on that issue.
2: How you, you're on the other side. You're in the Senate. Um, but how do you go to Washington as a sitting member of Congress under indictment and carry out your business? He plans to do that if he wins.
5: I, I don't know how he does it, and I think you know we're supposed to be public service first, and obviously the allegations uh, show that he was putting his financial gains first uh, that of his family and his uh, family members friends so
2: do you know Nate McMurray uh, I
5: ha- I haven't met Nate yet but I've heard great things about him he's
2: always discounted as you know he can't win he won't win
1: I mean what are your
5: thoughts on? I think he will win I support Nate I support I- Nate
1: well I'll tell you uh, I was shocked
2: analysis now from GOP political strategist Michael Caputo
1: I was totally shocked it's you know, I, I guess this was certainly not the hand that the Republican chairs wanted to have dealt with. It's what they're dealt, and and now as Republicans in uh, New York twenty seven, it, it's it's going to be a difficult race. There's no question.
0: You say you were shocked. Um, looking at this from Chris Collins' perspective, it, it kind of comes. Uh, we're being told at the advice of his attorneys, uh, knowing that his attorneys advised him to do this. Does that kind of make this, I don't know, understandable in a sense that he's going to listen to what his attorneys say is best for him and the rest of his family who are facing these charges?
1: Well, don't forget that, that uh, Congressman Collins is, is saying that he's innocent. And if he's in fact innocent, uh, and we all, you know in this country we believe you know, innocent until proven guilty, if he's in fact innocent, then he wants to keep his job right? He loves being a congressman. But at the same time, I, I'm not an attorney. Uh, I've talked to a lot of them in recent years. And, you know, they would, two things. Number one, I think it's complicated if you're starting to try and push, push somebody off a ballot to run for something, a lower office so you can clear the ballot for another Republican to run in New York 27, and then you don't intend to serve in that office. That might present a legal complication. And also, as we cannot forget that being a congressman is a bargaining chip. If you if you're trying to put together a plea deal, that's something you can give in order to get some leniency.
4: We heard yesterday that something happened last week after Dave Graver's interview with Collins on Channel 4 in the days following that where all of this changed. What do you think
0: that was?
1: Well, first of all, that was really good journalism, wasn't it, Dave Graber? I mean, I thought—I mean, I, I think very highly of Dave Graber. That's one of the reasons why I think highly of him. That was an incredible interview. I think more than anything, Collins finally communicated. And we heard from Nick Langworthy at his press conference that he had never spoken to Chris Collins since the day he was indicted. That, to me, is amazing. But at the same time, uh, certainly none of the chairs had either. I, I don't know what happened with Chris Collins to make him say the things he said, but he certainly gave a message loud and clear that he wasn't necessarily on board with this process after weeks of all of us assuming that he was.
0: You mentioned not communicating. It, everything changed after that interview. Is it possible that he wasn't communicating his intentions with his own attorneys to the point where they're watching that and saying – Hey, wait a second, this might not be best for you.
1: Well, the one thing we all do know about about Chris Collins is that he keeps his own counsel. And uh, my guess is he was listening to the advice of his campaign team, listening to the advice of his attorneys, and was thinking about this and ruminating over it. And probably in the later term of you know, of this you know six-week period, he made his decision. It's unfortunate for, for a lot of uh, reasons, uh, but for him it looks like the best option.
5: We're hearing
4: from many different people, both Democrats and Republicans, this may be more of a legal decision than a political one? What do you think?
1: Well, I don't think it's the best thing uh, for the people of New York 27. But also, as a Republican, um, I have to believe that we're probably better off running with Chris Collins on the ballot starting now than we would be if we tried to replace him. And then the court uh, heard the appeal from the Democrats and knocked our guy off uh, two weeks before the election. Now we have, as Republicans, a candidate who can define Nate McMurray, which is a challenge, and also get out the vote, and we've got 50 days to do it. And probably $1.3 million to do it. If we, if, if the scenario where he was pushed off and, and and came back on again happened, we would have none of that. And we would really be at risk. So, it seems, the real
2: race... Is on. That's nine thirty in seven one six.
0: We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of W B E N Buffalo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News.
1: In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports.
0: Clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word